Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome to Equipping the Saints. I'm Ryan, and thank you for joining us today. As we celebrate this most joyous day in remembrance of our Lord's birth, I wanted to share a message with you of peace and joy, that realizing who we are in Christ. So on Christmas Eve, I had the privilege of speaking in front of my church and giving a brief message about what it means for Jesus to be the light of the world. And so, in honor of the Lord's birth today, I wanted to share this message with you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Isaiah spoke these words 2,500 years ago, and it is one of many prophetic words that brought us here tonight. We come to honor our Savior, who came into the world, died for our sins, and has claimed us as his own. Before I go any further, I choose not to share this message with you today and gloss over the reality of the situation in the world around us. Let me tell you the bad news before I share with you the overwhelmingly good news. Most people across the world now claim to not be Christian in any shape or form. There are more people claiming to be atheist now than any other time in American history. Those who do claim to be Christian are usually not true Christians. They are merely checking a box as a cultural identity but lacking any kind of spiritual belief. An example of this would be Polly Toynbee, a columnist for The Guardian, who wrote an article about Christmas the other day, and I'm going to share with you a couple of comments that I think illustrates the state of the heart of people around the world. She writes this, As a cultural Christian, I share the goodwill. As a humanist, I am glad to see archaic beliefs and damaging traditions losing their grip. I feel culturally Christian, so deeply imbued with its myths, paintings, hymns, and parables. But as a humanist, I celebrate any decline in superstition, any rise in those who look life and death in the eye with no expectation of anything beyond this earth. Christmas comes with good cheer. The tragedy is the religious baggage. That's the bad news. Now, I have some good news. The good news. The Lord God himself reminds us on this Christmas day that he is not a myth. He is not a superstition. He is not religious baggage. Our Savior is not a tradition the gathering of the church is not a cultural phenomenon. God has declared himself to be an absolute reality. Isaiah 43, 10-11 says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. He's talking to us who are listening now, who have had a personal experience with the Almighty God, the one who has rescued you from the realm of darkness and has given you unshakable certainty that he is the master who has set you free by his blood on the cross. You are my witnesses, 
declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. Isaiah 45.22 Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of John, chapter 1. The scripture I started this message with was from Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1, and it declares that Jesus is the light of the world. But what does the Bible mean that Jesus is light? Look at verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. If God's light is synonymous with life, then we can conclude that his holiness, his love, his compassion, his redemption by blood, all of these things are realized in a very tangible way through Jesus Christ. He, being light, entered into a dark world full of sin and death, and yet light cannot be consumed by darkness. Verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Or perhaps a better way to say it would be, the darkness did not overpower it, because it cannot. Verse 9. There was the true light which, coming into the world, enlightens every man. By God's endless grace, salvation is available to all who believe. For those that do believe, he has chosen to impute his own light into us, causing those dead in their trespasses to revive into glorious newness of life. Consider what we just read as we examine Isaiah chapter 51, verse 1. It says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. The illustration here is asking us to examine our origins. When we were born, we originate from a demonic world of sin and darkness. When we receive salvation from the light of the world, we also become children of light. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. Therefore, our origin is in Christ himself. This gives us an amazing privilege in being God's chosen people, but it also gives us an important responsibility. As Jesus has challenged us in his word, I challenge you this evening. Shine the glory of God to a dark world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. We were once enslaved by the empty pleasures of this world, but through the salvation found in Jesus Christ, we have been freed from it. 
we have been rescued from a life of darkness and eternal separation from God. Because this is the case, we are called to live differently. I'm going to share the words of the Lord from four different places in the New Testament that, when strung together, seem to make a complete sentence and a complete thought. Listen to these words and be challenged to live as you really are, children of light. Live a holy life, no longer resembling the evil, sinful nature we were rescued from. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 say, Do not be bound together with unbelievers, as in, do not let the evil of the world diminish the light that is within you. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? And what fellowship has light with darkness? 1 Thessalonians 5.5 5. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of night nor of darkness. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 John 1, 7 But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Brothers and sisters, on this Christmas day, we have come to celebrate that Jesus came as the Messiah, the one born to offer salvation to the entire world. Jesus fulfilled all the prophecies spoken of him through the ages, and in Jesus we see a beautiful picture of the fullness of God. We, therefore, are to walk in a manner worthy of our calling by continuing this proclamation to the fallen world around us. Brothers and sisters, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Let's take a moment to close our eyes, bow our heads, and meditate on the word of God what we've just spoken. And while we're in this posture, I want to address those who are listening, who are cultural Christians, and those who claim to know him, but live like they don't. Let me tell you the truth of the gospel. Jesus, who has existed since eternity past with God the Father, created all things for his pleasure. He orchestrated a plan for mankind to be redeemed from their sin. He knew us first, he loved us first, and he knew that our sins separate us from him in such a way that in his justice we could never save ourselves from his wrath. So he chose to come into the world as a man, but yet he remained fully God. He was born of a virgin lived a sinless life, 
and allowed himself to be crucified as an innocent man in order to be the perfect sacrifice. He gave up his spirit so that he could save yours. In his death, our sins are forgiven, and God's justice was satisfied forever. Jesus physically died and was buried for three days, but he rose to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was witnessed alive by over 500 people, ascended to heaven, and he lives today, continuing to work in this world and in our hearts. Jesus Christ is our only hope for salvation. It may be hard to hear, but all who do not accept Jesus as their Savior will spend eternity separated from him in hell. Brothers and sisters, if you feel the call to repentance, to turn away from sin, Christ is willing to cleanse you and to make you clean. His people need to be holy, as he has called us to be holy. Sin can and will be forgiven, but you have to take the first step. Repent. Cast aside the weights and the distractions in your life. Surrender your selfishness and pride at the feet of Jesus. I beg you and exhort you in the name of God to not waste this opportunity to be impacted by the good news of Jesus Christ. Pray that God will change your heart to move into obedience and action in knowing him through prayer and spending time with him in his word every day. If you are here listening today and you feel the call to salvation, if you don't know this Jesus, you can celebrate new life in him right now. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's not too late. There will be a time soon where it will be too late, and we don't know when that will be, and we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Why delay perhaps the most important decision you'll ever make in your life? Jesus is coming soon, but he will not come like he did the first time. He will not come again as a helpless baby. He will return in power as a conqueror to permanently destroy Satan, to pronounce judgment on the world, and to redeem his people for eternity. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you feel this call to salvation, please contact me. Please send me an email. You'll see the email in the description of this channel. And I urge you to not ignore this. You need to speak to someone if the Lord is speaking to you today. Let me pray a blessing over you today. Lord God, thank you for being born. Thank you for keeping every word of every promise you have ever made to us. We rejoice today as we celebrate the light of your salvation entering into the world and redeeming us for eternity. Challenge us, Lord, to live as you have called us to live. 
for those that do not know you, Lord, but feel your call, that you would confirm your Holy Spirit in them, and that they may cry out to you, Abba, Father. May they be made into new creatures in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It really means a lot that you are spending time with your podcast family today. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate all the listeners of this channel, and I encourage you to spread this out to those that you know that could use this message of peace and salvation. This isn't about me. I'm not trying to get promotions, and I'm not trying to get bigger just for the sake of numbers. I just want as many people to be aware of who God is and what He can do in their life and what He is already doing. May you be instruments of divine appointments in their lives. From the bottom of my heart, I wish all of you a Merry Christmas. Remember why we are here, the real reason why we celebrate this holiday. And may you go in peace in 2023. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.